E-commerce retailers have been opening up physical bricks and mortar stores for years now. But the question has always been, what's the scope? What's the size of the impact? Well, we've counted them. And we found at least 850 are going to open in the next five years. So today we're going to talk about some more of the details of that new study. Plus, Taylor Coyne is going to take me on a tour of Silver Lake and Echo Park in Los Angeles. And yes, we're going to run into a film crew. We're going to see the Hollywood sign. It's going to be very L.A. You're listening to Where We Buy. It's the show about the things we buy and the places we buy them. My name is James Cook, and I research retail and real estate for JLL. This is the show where we talk with retail experts and visit shopping spots across the nation. I was just in Los Angeles and I sat down with Taylor Coyne to get some background on her latest research about clicks to bricks retailers. Clicks to bricks retailers mean any retailer that started selling their goods only online, but have since gone into physical spaces. So they started out uh, selling online, and at some point they realized, you know, if we want to keep growing, we got to open up a physical store. My name is Taylor Coyne, and I research retail real estate for JLL. That's what I do. <laughs> no way. <laughs> So we really tried to do a census to get a sense of just overall how many physical locations are these clicks to bricks retailers opening. And according to your numbers, you came up with 850 stores that are in the pipeline. Yeah, there are some retailers who are definitely have some really aggressive expansion plans. Many of these e-commerce retailers have big plans that get headlines. Warby Parker opening up 25 new stores a year, Bonobos with plans to open up 100 by 2020, or Casper that announced they're going to open up 200 stores in the next three years. But there's a lot more out there than just that. Glossier is my favorite clicks to bricks retailer. Glossier is a cosmetics company that sells anything from makeup, like lipsticks and blushes, to facial products and facial cleansers. Glossier opened their first physical store in 2016. They opened up a store on Melrose Ave, and it's just a really beautiful store. It's curated well. It's a really great way to interact with the brand and try all of their different products. So I think they really did a good job making this an appealing place for their con their customers, their consumers. And also definitely a great location to get some new customers that maybe they didn't have before who were a little apprehensive about buying a lip gloss or a blush online without trying it first. What kinds of online retailers are opening up physical stores? Apparel and accessories retailers are the most dominant type of retailer that are opening up stores. Think retailers like M.M. Lafleur, which is a clothing company that clothing and accessories that gears towards the modern businesswoman who needs classic staples in her closet that can be worn to a variety of events. We have Bonobos, the menswear company where you can get go into the store, get measured, know exactly what your shirt is, and then you can order the rest online. 
We have Allbirds, which are the wool sneakers that really gained a lot of popularity in Silicon Valley. Everlane, the apparel and accessories retailer who focuses on classic pieces, lots of basics. They opened up in San Francisco just last year. We also have Rothy's that opened this year that make flats and Adore Me, a lingerie company that is also has really aggressive expansion plans over the next few years. Most clicks to bricks retailers are apparel and accessories. You want to try stuff on before you buy it. But the next popular category is furniture, home furnishings, and housewares. And it makes sense. You want to sit on that couch. You want to feel those sheets. So we're going to head out for a little bit of retail research. And um, where, where are we going to? We're going to the Parachute Home Store in Silver Lake. Silver Lake is part of the east side of Los Angeles. So a lot of people lump in Los Feliz, Silver Lake, and Echo Park together. It is the hipster haven of Los Angeles. And the main corridor that goes through all three of those neighborhoods is Sunset Boulevard. We have seen national brands open up shops there like Parachute Home. But a lot of it is trendier restaurants and bars and some more local or regional retailers. But it's really gone through an interesting evolution. And I think we're going to see more national brands open up on Sunset in the years coming. I would say pretty much right after this light. We're now in Silver Lake. There's actually a definite break from both, uh, from the, a retail standpoint, from both Echo Park into Silver Lake, and then once you leave Silver Lake into Los Feliz, which is something about LA that took me a little bit getting used to, is that these neighborhoods are super close together, but at the same time, it there is a clear breaking point from neighborhood to neighborhood. The whole idea about how Parachute came to be was the fact that there was a missing part of the market where, you know, you want really nice sheets, you want to know where they're from, but I don't need to pay the $1,000 price tag for a set of sheets. So instead, you're really getting that quality. They advertise where all of their textiles are coming from, so you know exactly what you're buying, but for a much more reasonable price point. So... The set of sheets can start around $89, and then one of the duvets can start at $129, which is pretty different. They started out with just sheets, but now they do some bath. They actually just launched a dog bed. I have a big cat. I am totally going to check out the bed for my cat to think if maybe she would sleep in it. So let's go inside. Taylor, what are you drawn to? So actually, I just got the catalog the other day. And one, I'm in the market for new sheets. And as I've explained, already have. Actually, can point them out to you. I have this color right here. Oh, what is that? This that is, uh, I believe, I call it a slate gray. It says sateen. Oh, that is the type of fabric. It's very, oh. it's, it's very lovely. Also, I'm not really a candle person, but I will say I love the way this store smells. So yeah, maybe someone needs a new candle. <laughs> Um, I would also, we're going to go check out their quilts, and I've been curious to see about their b- towels, too, I'm trying to make our guest room a little bit nicer and trying to get some not terrible towels that have bleach stains all over them. So, oh, that is a nice terry. There's some very uh, comfy-looking bathrobes, nice terry cloth. They feel nice. 
What is this? This is a waffle robe. Sometimes waffles aren't that nice. This is a nice waffle. I didn't know waffle robe was a thing until this minute. Oh. So I'm learning a lot. Most certainly it's a lighter robe. You know, it's not necessarily the first thing post shower. It's like the, I'm not ready to get dressed yet. I need to put something on post towel. I mean, that's a little bougie if you ask me. Do you have two robes? There's one for right after the shower and then one for later. Right, apparently that's going to be the life that I live now. Ooh, Ooh what is this? That is the dog bed, isn't it? That's about the right size for your cat, right? <laughs> she's a large cat. Is that big enough? Yeah. Oh, she, she, yeah. I think she'd like that. I'm actually almost worried it would be too big. Oh, I want yeah. all of the things. <laughs> Parachute started online in 2014, only online. They opened their first physical store in Venice. Not on Abbott Kinney, actually, on Rose Avenue, which is really close by, but it's got a couple of shops and restaurants. To our international listener, listeners, that's Venice, California. So sorry, yes, we did not jump to Italy. We are still in Southern California. They opened their first physical store in 2016. They opened their second physical store in Portland, then recently in New York, and then the most recent store they opened was the one we're standing in front of, is here in Silver Lake. That was just about two months ago. If you want more info about Clicks to Bricks retailers, you can check out our new report. It's on jllretail.com. Just click on Retail Intelligence. And the name of the report is Digital Brands Get Physical. Meanwhile, there's a lot more we can see and do in Silver Lake and Echo Park. If you heard episodes 76 and 77, where we toured Portland's West End, a lot of this retail is going to seem familiar to you. Wild Fang is going in on one side. Blue Star Donut is already in on the other side. All of these same stores are also clustered around each other in the West End neighborhood in Portland, uh, Oregon. It's just like they kind of move in packs like this. Yeah, it's a perfect example of clustering of, oh, this would be a great partner to be next to. And, oh, it works here. Great. Let's do it here. We know we're going to be great partners. We know we attract similar customers who will be excited that we're next to each other. It's really cool. Oh, Le Labo is new. So they do fancy smells and uh, good smelling shampoos and stuff. Pricey. They opened up relatively recently there. So I just want to point out that in Portland, Aesop and Le Labo are in the same building. Seriously? <laughs> uh, this is a Silver Lake institution. It's called Millie's Cafe. Very popular brunch spot. Good breakfast. Solid breakfast. What would you recommend at Millie's? It's one of those places where the menu is gigantic, but you cannot go wrong with almost any of their omelets. Oh, we're in front of Buck Mason. We're standing in front of Buck Mason, which is a men's apparel company. And they're the other Clicks to Bricks retailer that's in the kind of Silver Lake uh, Echo Park area. When I was in Nashville, they had a pop-up shop in a trailer at an old gas station. It was actually pretty cool. I walked in there, checked out their stuff. You know, they've got some nice button-downs and t-shirts, soft stuff, a little classic. But I did think that the Airstream trailer was pretty cool. So we're standing out in front of yummy.com neighborhood market. Um, we're just across the street from it. Um, so it is a small neighborhood grocery store that ha also has a huge, from the name you can tell, a huge delivery component. They have a parking lot with a bunch of delivery vans parked outside. So you can see the Hollywood sign. Ah, uh, off in the distance. <laughs> 
the iconic Hollywood sign. Kind of, you got to look a little bit through the haze of the afternoon uh, LA haze. It's actually the marine layer. What's it's, that? It just hasn't burnt off yet. Just as San Francisco gets all their fogginess, LA does too. Granted, unfortunately, sometimes it is smog, but today it actually isn't. It is just a foggy day, but because LA is also so sunny, the sun hasn't quite burnt off all the fog yet. So it is not the most crystal clear day, but you can still see Griffith Observatory, which is one of the coolest spots in LA. So right here up at this intersection is Sunset Junction. It's essentially mm -mm, where the majority of stuff is, I guess, sort of the nexus of Silver Lake. So we're about to approach that and also apparently people who are filming. So we just walked through, this is LA, so they were filming something, maybe like a reality TV show or something? Yeah, you never know. And the funny thing is, you're like, oh, someone's filming, maybe it's someone famous, but everyone's trying to be famous, so it's probably absolutely nothing, but... Well, when we recorded our podcast in Soho last winter in New York, we walked through the filming of a J-Lo movie. That is very true. That was a big one. I actually saw Shameless getting filled at, filmed at a random weird auto mechanics by my house the other day. Oh, that one was kind of cool. Did, was William H. H uh, Macy there? No, I mean, maybe, but I only saw the one of the sons. This is the break right before you get to Los Feliz. Okay. And so when Los Feliz starts up, is it a different feel? No, it's actually very similar to Silver Lake. Um, maybe you have a little bit more money in Los Feliz just because you're right south of the hills which have some really beautiful homes, a lot of uh, A-list celebs who, you know, aren't into the whole Brentwood, Beverly Hills thing. Um, the more hipster of the A-list celebs, <laughs> Ryan Gosling, um, you know, lives up there. So I guess you kind of curate a little bit more to that, but a very similar to feel to Silver Lake. All right, so this has been a lovely tour along Sunset through uh, Echo Park and then Silver Lake. Thank you so much for, for taking me through, Taylor. Um, I think we got to see some a great example of a clicks to bricks retailer in parachute and a whole lot more along the way. Yeah, well, it's been a really great learning experience. That's it. Nice. In our research, we treat clicks to bricks retailers differently than other stores, but to the shopper, it's all the same. A store is a store. And if you're buying sheets or jeans or a bed for your cat, you want to see it in person, you want to talk to an expert, you want to touch that terry cloth. I'm curious to know what your favorite Clicks to Bricks retailer is. You can leave us a message on our Where We Buy hotline, and we'll use it on an upcoming show. Just be sure to tell us your name and where you're calling from. The number is 602-633-4061. Let's meet IRL. I've got two events coming up. The first is the Research Connections Conference put on by ICSC. That's in Los Angeles, October 28th through the 30th. I'm going to be hosting a panel about virtual reality and digital entertainment. 
In December, I'm going to be at the ICSC National Conference in New York. I think that's the 4th through the 6th. I'm going to be hosting a panel on the grocery industry. And also, I can now announce we're going to be doing some live podcasts from the floor of the conference, recorded live to tape in front of a studio audience. It's going to be a lot of fun. More details to come as we firm it up, but you should definitely be there. Coming up is a podcast that I just recorded in London's West End. It's about a new trend in retail. I'll give you a hint. It involves food. Also recorded an episode in Helsinki. Don't miss either of them. Subscribe to Where We Buy on the iPhone podcast app on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Or you can go to wherewebuy.show or... If you've got an Amazon Echo, tell it to enable the where we buy skill. Thanks to Taylor Coyne, lead author of our Clicks to Bricks research. And no, Taylor has not yet purchased a bed for her cat Grace, but she assures me that's only because she hasn't been back to parachute. I'm on Twitter. It's at James D. Cook. Our theme music is Run in the Night by the Good Lords under Creative Commons license. starving where are we can we get something to eat absolutely you can't come to los angeles and not get tacos so that will be our first stop in echo park we're going to go to guisados and get them ourselves some cochinita bibil tacos excellent you're gonna have to do the ordering because i have no idea what you just said and i uh studied spanish and i still don't know what you just said <laughs> say that again <laughs> cochinita pibil. okay Got it. Right up there by the, the Super 8 is Vin Scully Drive. They just renamed the street after longtime Dodgers commentator, Vin Scully. So big Dodgers area right here. It's literally right above the hill. You can see we're looking at this apartment building right here that legitimately has a gigantic Dodgers player painted on the side of the building. So this area especially Guisados, gets very popular on game days because everyone wants to come and grab a taco before the big game. All right, so we're at Guisados. Let's go uh, get in line. What's your go-to order? Okay, I get three tacos. I get the chicken taco. I get the fish taco, which I personally think is one of the best fish tacos I've ever had, and the cochinita pibil, of course. Okay, and what is that? It is a marinated pork with uh, pickled red onions on top. So now that we're in the, we're kind of like walking in and right away we're in the, like kind of the, the edge of the kitchen. So we're seeing, I see a grill over here. With them cooking their hand-making tortillas and grilling them to order, which is very awesome. As the late Jonathan Gold has said, if you walk in anywhere and try to get a taco and they are not making the actual tortillas in front of you, walk away. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Okay. So we've got this platter, a very simple looking, six simple looking tacos on freshly made uh, corn uh, tortillas. Ooh, hot. Do you mind if I slide your taco? No. Yeah. Yeah, just throw it. Ah, ooh, spicy. Mmm. Oh yeah, that's good. 
There's some solid tortillas. Okay, so we just crossed Sunset. We're gonna pass the Collision Center um, body shop. It is a certified body shop in case you were wondering. Um, AGC Collision Center, totally certified. No question about it, it says it right there on the sign. Very high end, very high end, super high end. Well, this is actually a really nice looking little collision shop here. Cars are very shiny. <laughs> They've done a great job. So Taylor, because you were not uh, able to join us on our recent Portland podcast, I thought it was important for you to try out a Blue Star Donut. So uh, what kind did we get? We got a buttermilk old fashioned. It's a slightly different, well, it is still round, but I don't know how to describe that shape. I, it's almost like a square within a circle. Why? I don't know. And I wasn't about to ask, so I didn't. All right, give it a shot. Breaking off oh. a piece. It's really good. <laughs> oh, man. No, it's got um, a great glaze, crispy outside, soft, chewy, cakey mm -hmm. inside. That is true. Everything I would want. You know. It's actually a great sharing donut. Yeah, because you can break off pieces pretty easily. Tip to our listeners. If you want to share a blue star, get the uh, old-fashioned cake donut. Mm. Okay, yeah, it's really good. <laughs> <laughs>